I'm Caleb Brown, host of the Cato Daily Podcast. It is December, and I am once again here to ask you to support this podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute by becoming a podcast sponsor. If you support Cato to the tune of $1,000 or more, I'll gladly give you a shout out on the podcast. The only way to do it is to visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to make your donation. Cato accepts no government money. We depend on the generosity of our sponsors to help us advance the values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor and support the Cato Daily Podcast and the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, December 28, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. As many governments stand down in the face of the Omicron variety of COVID-19, policy that benefits patients should proceed apace. Charlie Katebi is a health policy analyst at Americans for Prosperity. We discussed how, after the public health concerns abate, good policies adopted during the pandemic should continue. One of the innovations that has been sped up in uh, during COVID-19 was telehealth. Uh, people could not get direct appointments with physicians to the extent that insurance companies or others were offering uh, you know, free consultations with doctors or low-cost consultations with doctors. Uh, that was, you know, in some cases, probably a real, real lifesaver for some people being able to get in touch with a physician and, you know, look them in the eye and talk about medical issues that they were having. So what are we going to see in the next few years, do you think? Hopefully we see a lot of dramatic expansions in the telehealth that is available to patients of any insurance. Um, Prior to the pandemic, it was nearly impossible for people within Medicare to access telehealth. You had to live in a rural area to access telehealth. Um, And the Medicare program didn't even let you receive telehealth if you wanted to receive it in your home. You actually had to go to a doctor's, a physical doctor's location, and then communicate with a second doctor with tele. If you wanted to, who is somewhere else? Who is somewhere else? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And and so we've seen like Arizona had sort of their famous uh, expansion of telehealth, sort of a unilateral uh, policy that they adopted, allowing physicians to. Uh, phone in from uh, other places into Arizona and vice versa. But uh, what are the current hurdles right now? I mean, what happened in Arizona was frankly incredible. And more states need to be implementing those policies. But the major hurdle right now that patients are facing is the idea that the public health emergency that was declared under President Trump and now in effect under President Biden when that goes away, a lot of telehealth could disappear overnight, both to patients within Medicare and patients across the country that are on private insurance. And the reason why is because all of those telehealth expansions that happened, those were as, as a result of very temporary pandemic era policies that are not based on law. So once the public health emergency is declared over, all of those amazing benefits that, te- that patients are receiving right now will disappear. So do we have a sense of uh, what kind of pushback we might see if all of that does evaporate? There could be, we're hoping that there isn't going to be too much pushback. Well, one major pushback we could see is a lot of physician groups would be very opposed to the idea of continuing to have 
out-of-state competition from out-of-state doctors and out-of-state nurses that are currently delivering telehealth within their borders. A lot of states ended those licensing restrictions that made it impossible for out-of-state doctors and nurses to deliver telehealth. And that was really life-saving care during the pandemic. When hospitals were facing these surges of COVID patients, they needed outside support from outside doctors and nurses. And frankly, a lot of patients who are still suffering from long COVID, they're going to need that type of care. So it's going to be really important to make sure that those reforms are made permanent. So the big news from your end is that telehealth and the expansions of telehealth that we've seen have caused a lot of dramatic savings. So what does that look like? Savings in what way? Yeah. Yeah. So we did this, we conducted a study on what the fiscal impacts of telehealth was. Um, so we partnered with this great data firm and they surveyed 8 million patients that used telehealth between January 2020 to February 2021. And we wanted to figure out what was the effect once they used telehealth on their monthly healthcare costs, their ER rates, how often they connected with a doctor virtually or in person. And we saw that they spent dramatically less over the pandemic um, over time, the more that they use telehealth. And this has huge consequences right now in Washington and across the country right now, because one of the biggest concerns that people have, that lawmakers have with permanently allowing telehealth to be made available, is that taxpayers may be on the hook for higher costs when you expand benefits. But we are really hopeful to, seeing, to see these results because it shows that healthcare costs and taxpayer costs might actually fall when you make these telehealth benefits available to patients. So uh, going forward, I mean, this is obviously a message you want to take to lawmakers, but at what level of government do these decisions need to be made in order to free this up? It seems like states ought to be able to agree with one another that move, moving a digital signal for this express purpose is totally fine, and yet federal regulation might well stand in the way. So at what level do these decisions to maintain these expansions need to happen? So this is going to take a concerted effort, both from state lawmakers and from federal lawmakers in Congress, because states have a major role to play in, in removing a lot of the licensing barriers that have gotten in the way of telehealth. Unfortunately, that's not sufficient because a lot of patients have, a, have millions and millions of Medicare enrollees, and they're unfortunately governed, for better or worse, by the Social Security Act in Congress that determines all of those telehealth regulations on those rural health restrictions and those home-based restrictions that I mentioned. And because those are in law, that's going to take an act of Congress to change. So this is going to take a concerted effort from lawmakers on all levels of government. Charlie Katembe is a health policy analyst at Americans for Prosperity. We spoke earlier this month. It is the final week for our push to make you, podcast listener, a podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to get started. And thank you. <laughs>